If your steering wheel has more traction than your actual tires, that's a big O no. Thankfully, for all your car's big O no's, there's always a big O yes. Now through February 2nd, buy three, get one free on select sets of four Aspen Touring AS or Mesa AP2 brand tires with paid installation purchase. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Disposal fees extra and up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted regular retail price not to exceed $35 were permitted. See store for pricing. Eligibility may vary. Not valid with other offers. At participating locations, no cash value. The craziest, in a good way, Chiefs playoff game was contested on Sunday, and we're here to talk about it. Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger joined me, Blair Kirkhoff, on Facebook Live after the Chiefs' 51-31 victory over the Houston Texans in the AFC Divisional Round game at Arrowhead Stadium. What made it crazy? The Chiefs trailed 24 to nothing. It was an amazing rally behind Patrick Mahomes and the defense, and we cover it all here now on Sportsbeat KC, the Stars Daily Sports Podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Monday, January 13th. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Red Zone Extra on Facebook Live, Chiefs Playoff Edition, and what a game we saw. We're going to talk to Sam McDowell, Herbie Teope, uh, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger will be along in a few minutes. We want you to join us with your questions and comments. You know where to go. You know what to do. Send them along. And, and guys, um, I was thinking about this right after the game, that for all the ways the Chiefs have lost playoff games in their history and really most recent history and often here at Arrowhead Stadium, they won a game today that will stand with one of their – best victories of all time. It's a forever type of game for the Chiefs to to win a game down 24 to nothing and to roar back like they did. I was stunned. I was stunned. Yeah, I mean, just knowing the history of this place, especially, just puts it in, in that kind of perspective. You know, there were four or five plays in that first quarter alone that had this game gone the other way, would have been dissected the way the offsides play was, way the, the coin toss, way the forward progress, way the Marcus Mariota passed, the Andrew Luck fumbled that he get that he gets himself and goes back in the end zone. So many plays stand out that you would have dissected those in the in the same manner and instead just none of that mattered. And what I wrote about is be, I think it's because of the quarterback. I mean the quarterback is just different level. He changes the history. The history of this place suddenly becomes a whole lot less relevant when you've got him on your side. He starts a new history, right? Agreed. You, you, you close a chapter uh, everything until, you know, Mahomes, pre Mahomes. After Mahomes. Yes. Before after Mahomes, Mahomes and after Mahomes. <laughs> the AM. <laughs> um, but, but it's not with the fans quite yet, I don't think. I, I, because the fans have experienced the history that Patrick Mahomes has not. Correct. And one of the things that was interesting that he said in his press conference after the game was where people were asking him about, we all saw him doing those sprints after they scored touchdowns that were 60, 70 yards getting the, the fans into the game. And I thought it was pretty telling. And I, I don't remember the exact quote, but... He said that he was reminding the fans that we're not giving up, this game's not over. And for the player to have to say that to the fans, I don't know if that's necessarily the way he meant to frame that, but I, I still thought that, that comment was pretty interesting. Herbie, you've seen, um, you mentioned this, that you've seen two of the crazier games in Chiefs playoff history that are now diametrically opposed to each other, right? Because what today represented was the, it tied for the fourth greatest uh, deficit overcome in a postseason game, 
And number two on that list, the Chiefs are involved in on the <laughs> other side of that, the 28-point lead that they blew against the Colts in, in 2013. So, I mean, you've, you've seen both ends of this thing, but Mahomes is a difference maker, isn't he? Mahomes is absolutely a difference maker. And I think in the first quarter, and I know I'm guilty of this too, when they were down 24 to nothing, and I know some fans out at Arrowhead Stadium, you could hear a small spattering of boos out there. It, it, you got, had that feeling. It, it did. You're right. You guys are right. Booze. We, we heard booze out there. I don't know if you guys heard them on television. We heard the booze in the press box, in the enclosed press yeah, box. Because, of, because of all the expectations. All, there's so many high expectations with this team, especially with Patrick Mahomes. And they go down 24 to nothing. People were throwing up their hands. Oh, here we go again. Even our esteemed colleagues, you know, Sam Mellinger was tweeting out. He was laughing about it. Here we go again. It's the well, most colleague. It's, it's the most chief. <laughs> what do you say? The most chiefy thing ever? Because it was. I mean, it's like they go into this game. They, they're sitting there. They enter this game like I think an eight and a half point favorite. So nine you're thinking, and a half by the nine, time it okay, closed. Nine and a half point favorite. You're thinking total domination. And it just didn't happen. But Mahomes happened. And that's what turned this thing around. There are a lot of things that energize this comeback. McCole Hardman's 58-yard return for, um, not for a touchdown, but got him into Texans territory, yeah. and they were able to score a touchdown that when Holmes first, hits First good Danny play of Williams. the game. First yeah, good absolutely. play of the game was that McCole Hardman return. Someone I, had to make a play, and I, Hardman did it. And I, did, I disagree. I think Frank Clark's sack was the first that's big true. play of the game. They forced the first punt, and then Tyreek Hill fumbles matter, the muffs yeah. the punt. So um, there was that... Gabe Rodriguez wants to know if um, – I lost your comment here. Let me find it here, Gabe. That uh, um, If the week off had anything to do with the way the Chiefs came out, a little, a little rusty or a little off, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Heck, Andy Reid after buys is unbelievable, right? Correct. Um, I, I can't explain why they came out the way that they did. Let's count the things that went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can pick any phase. It's any only phase. a 30-minute show, right? On the, on the, so defense, you know – I thought it was interesting. Texans win the toss, neglect to go on offense first, right? Correct. And, yeah. and I think a lot of that had to do also they know they're facing the potent offense. If we right. have the opportunity to score points, let's get it let's jump ahead first as opposed to fighting a seven nothing potential seven nothing deficit. It turned out to be Bill O'Brien's best and, and maybe only good good move <laughs> of the game. <laughs> but but there's a there's a miscommunication in the in the secondary. Yep. And uh, was it Fuller? No, Stills. Kenny Stills. Stills. Kenny Stills. Wide open on the 54-yard touchdown. Okay, so you think, oh, there's a big mistake that they'll squabble about over on the defensive side. They'll get, they'll get that straightened out. Well, the first offensive series for the Chiefs, Eric Fisher jumps off – or uh, is, is – uh, False start. False start, thank you. Travis Kelsey drops a third down – would have been a first down conversion. Also wide open. Right, also wide open. So the Chiefs have to punt. So already the defense and the offense are involved in this disaster. Here come the special Here teams. Here come the special teams. <laughs> Boom. The second block punt this season, the second block punt in the divisional round in two years because the Colts blocked a punt for a touchdown here last year. Yep. So equal opportunity disaster for the Chiefs. Everybody had pitched in to a disastrous start for the Chiefs. I didn't think they were going to be able to overcome that. I really didn't. I, I didn't either. I, and I, I, I made it careful to say the game felt over and this game is over, but inside the stadium it, it felt insurmountable because – what I think what's most surprising about this, and I know the 51 points in three quarters is a record, but for them to only score seven points the rest of the game, yeah. I think you thought even if the Chiefs offense gets hot, can the defense hold them to, to seven, 14, something, something in that neighborhood to give the Chiefs a chance? Even then you're just giving your team a chance. Robert Nagel says he doesn't think the Stills' t touchdown happens if Thornhill's in the game. 
That was a miscommunication. That's a good point. A yeah. very good point, and Robert. We, we talked about that as well. I mean, that, that was a miscommunication, it looked like, between uh, Traverius Ward and who was this? Oh, and Sorensen was and the safety. Sorensen, yep. right. And boy, Sorensen in the game. I, I'm thinking, man, could be a long day for the Chiefs. And yet he's a centerpiece of for sure. the, the game turning around. After the, after the Texans make it 24 to nothing, well, first of all, the first great thing that happens, we just mentioned it, uh, McCole Hardman brings back the kickoff. A game after he had a 104-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against the Chargers, he goes 58 yards, sets up a short field, and then boom, boom, they're in the end zone. Like two, two plays two later. Two plays, right? Yeah. And, and, and that was that was major, uh, just to qu score quickly. But even then, you, you turned to me or I turned to you and said, what do they have to do to make it a game by halftime? What do they have to get it to? Ten we points. Said ten. We, had, <laughs> we all said ten all, points. Every, all of our uh, entire, the three of us and the two players to be named later, we all said ten points was what you would feel good by halftime. Right. Instead? <laughs> instead? Mahomes happened. <laughs> yes, Mahomes happened. Well, first of all, Mahomes, the touchdown pass to uh, Damian Williams, Mr. January football for the Chiefs, Damian Williams, touchdown reception. And I can't remember the order. Oh, the, the next defense gets a three and out. Texans drop back into, you know, drop back to punt. And on fourth and three, on fourth and three, Bill O'Brien makes the <laughs> call of the game. Man, was that a dumb call. Oh my gosh, I could not believe he, you know, snap to the up back. I noticed the up back was kind of sliding over, right? Yeah. Justin Reed, yep. Yeah, Justin Reed was sliding over, sliding over. And I didn't talk to Sorensen's after the game. I don't know if either of you guys did. I know Vahe was looking for him. I don't know if that if Sorensen noticed that, but he snuffed it out, didn't he? And I, I just thought that was that was major to snuff that out. It was major snuff out because it absolutely turned the tide in the second quarter. But you know, here's something interesting. We were in, well, I was in Andy Reid's press conference, and he actually complimented Bill O'Brien for, for making that call. He's like, you know, he, he said he understands O'Brien's sure, probably sure going to get. <laughs> <laughs> he says he understands that Bill O'Brien's probably going to get a lot of flack for that, which he probably is right now amongst the Houston Chronicle beat writers and the Texans beat writers. But he's like, as a head coach, he understood why he went for it there. Wow, what a disaster. I, I hated it. I just I thought I it was one of the absolute worst coaching moves I've ever seen when, uh, in a game I'm covering. And I, I mean, high school, college, NFL. I just I hated it. They had all the momentum of the game. If you get the first down there, it guarantees you nothing because you're on your own half of the field. Mm -hmm. If you don't get it, it guarantees the Chiefs a, cutting a scoring yeah. opportunity because yeah. they're in field goal range already. I right. mean, I just thought the risk reward was so slanted that, like like I said, it was. The worst coaching move I've ever I've ever covered. Boy, he was and um, and Bill O'Brien was grilled about it after the game. We we didn't bring his quote sheet in here, but <laughs> shut up. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> there was some angry Houston media yeah. <laughs> getting on him, and I, I think what they're doing is um, you know just reflecting the fans' mood, uh, Texans fans' mood. They were hot. All legitimate though. I mean, I mean that play should be questioned because maybe the Chiefs have this comeback without it. But maybe they don't, because I, I felt like even though they had the, the one touchdown, like you guys mentioned, the McCall Hardman return was huge, and then they, they scored two plays later, it's 24-7. You're still down three scores, though. I, I mean, I, I just I, I can't figure that play out. I believe, that, so the Chiefs take over, and I believe that's a series where the Chiefs get a pass interference, uh, Kelsey down the, uh, down the uh, boundary, yeah, yeah. get the, like the 28-yard penalty, and that sets up a sh the first of three straight short touchdown passes to... Uh, to, to Travis Kelsey. Okay, so 24-14. So now I'm thinking, 
Chiefs get the ball to start the second half. Maybe they can make it a one-score game early in the second half. But then the Chiefs kick off, and uh, the, the, I think the most amusing play of the game, Sorensen again on the tackle, on the hit, jars the, bar, jars the ball loose, and pops in the air, and Darwin Thompson on the special teams comes up with it. I don't know if he could walk into the end zone, but it's, it's a clear path to the end zone for Darwin Thompson, except what does he do? The Heisman pose, baby. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think he th I thought he believed. No, Darwin Thompson's a rookie. Correct. And probably hasn't been in that situation. I'm sure he I, I wasn't in that situation this year for the Chiefs. I think he thought it was college. I think he thought once he got the fumble, the, the play was or dead. Like a mucked pawn even. You can't advance can't it. Can't advance it. Yeah. And uh, you can see in the background Butker waving him. Go, go, go. And... Uh, um, anyway, it got to third down, but the Chiefs got a uh, Chiefs got a uh, the second of the three touchdown passes, and we are now joined yeah, by the guy who wrote about those plays. You guys can start now. <laughs> it's all been rehearsal until now. Um, the um, the gentleman that uh, that Herbie called esteemed colleagues, Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger. Oh, we met him too. What's up, guys? Sam too. <laughs> you guys been doing a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mostly have been um, kind of riffing on um, pre previous games and whatnot. Now, my, I think the point that we let off with, we'll, go, we'll return to it, is um, this was a, a game that may become the pivot point for Chiefs playoff history, or it's certainly there's been nothing like it in the you know the, the merger era, and now after all the misfortune that the Chiefs have had in their playoff history. They've got something that's just look like it should surprise. No, he's he's got a he's got a mic, so we're we're good. Because I got this here is yours. You. This would have been your spot. <laughs> uh, it should surprise nobody if Derrick Henry rushes for 207 yards next week and the Chiefs lose. Like that's not that would not be a shocking development, right? But it sure as hell felt like something different happened today. You know what I mean? Like the 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 team like I don't even need to like. <laughs> You guys have had a good day. I don't want to ruin it with like all the the list of you know yeah, all the yeah, things we, that we've done. We've yeah. covered that ground. Um, but like to win that—that's now the Texans' problem, right? Yes. Like, remember that time we lost a playoff game up twenty-four nothing? Yep. What, you know, like remember that Part time? Remember the time we gave up touchdowns on seven consecutive possessions? Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's their problem now. The Chiefs are on the other side of that. <laughs> uh, it, it and it again, like that's not relevant in like the actual football. You know, like whether somebody catches a ball, you know, all that, all that stuff. But I don't know how the seventy whatever thousand people here can walk away and not feel that. You know, I felt it. I, I, you do feel it. What's interesting about this is this is the sort of stuff that you like to look at when you're reverse engineering how something goes. Like, so you could see that yeah. that was the moment. But but we don't have that ability. We're we're in the moment. So, I mean, it feels like something that uh, was so dramatic. You need something almost like that to purge those past feelings. Mm -hmm. But boy, until it changed. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I, you know, I don't know how many different ways we could all describe it. You guys probably already talked about it. But I mean, that, that even a, a catalog of all timers uh, that, that just can take you to your knees, this would have been, this would have been pretty tough. I, I was struck by this. Like, I, I'm not somebody that says, like, athletes choke very often. You know, like, I don't know the last time I've, I've said that. It's been years. But I, it looked like the Chiefs were choking in the first quarter. I mean, it was just mental, just dropped passes, like just timid kind of mistakes. And then it looked like the Texans were choking in the second quarter. Yeah. I've just never, that blew my mind. 
just to see see the thing like happen that quickly. One, one Bill O'Brien's got some questions to answer, man. Yeah. Cool. I know one, you guys talked about that. But. One more thing that um, when when we were talking about that I didn't mention because um, we feel like the, I mean the quarterback changes a lot of, a lot of this history totally. and and one way is of course is the performance he had on the field but a few of the teammates I, I talked to mentioned that he gave a speech when they were down twenty one nothing five seconds into the second quarter they said after the first play. And he, he's talking about the X's and O's of, of playing against man-to-man because they saw a lot of it today. They prepared for two weeks thinking that's what they're going to see all in the playoffs. They weren't doing much. But they all remember that he closed that speech with, hey, let's go do something special. And it sort of resonated with was, all Was of Daniel Sorensen in that huddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we covered him. Um, Matthew Brownfield, as a fan, you no longer feel like – you're out of the game with never feel like you're out of the game with Patrick Mahomes. That's never been more true than today. I don't know if in the however many games he has started for the Chiefs, 30-ish, whatever, whatever somewhere around there. Take, yeah. He's never been down 24 nothing. He's never been he's never had to deal with that kind of deficit. I mean, you know, somewhat famously, at least in Kansas City, he's never lost by more than seven. Right. I was thinking about right. that when they were down big. Yeah. They've been down big a lot in college. Yes, right. yes. Right. They only lost they, by 40 at Iowa State. Like, that Rams got him so crazy, I can't remember it. But uh, it, it's just, it, the, the Chiefs have had a, a path to the Super Bowl for most of the last, like, five years, six years, something like that. But it's a narrow path, and, and everything had to go right. Like, everything had to go right, the execution, all that stuff. Like, Mahomes just gives you a big old margin of error. You know, you, you can mail in the first quarter and, and totally screw it up to the point where you're getting deservedly booed at home and then you end up winning by 20. I don't know what's crazy. Every, I don't know what everybody was feeling, but we kind of all talked during the game and, and I, I, I think we all sort of felt this like, not, not really over, it's not good, Yeah. But, but not really over. And I really do think things like seeing the other side of this in Indianapolis, things like Mahomes and things like even the, the royal stuff we've seen, it, it, it makes me more patient with having any need to feel a sense of conclusion. I think I've got to be 28, and, and you know maybe it's a little, little more dicey. But I, but I, I you kept feeling like if they score one touchdown, well, then, then it tilts the way the game goes. You didn't, you didn't quite know they'd then get two gift touchdowns yeah. with those special teams plays, but they did. Three touchdowns in 201 seconds. That's pretty good. And. That'll play. Yeah. What was it? it was 34 points in under 15 minutes, right? Because it was like 13, 31 over, over the two quarters. 41 in 20 minutes and 16 seconds. They were on a 41 nothing run. I don't seven know. and eight in the red zone. That's seven of eight in the red zone. Seven of eight in the red zone. That's, that's first impressive. first team in in uh, postseason history to trail by 20 and win by 20. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that. There's, there's a lot the of these done a lot, a lot of firsts. Yeah, there are a lot of firsts in the yeah. Right. They've done a lot of firsts. Biggest comeback in Chiefs history. Uh, we, we all saw the, the, the previous record was the 21-point the deficit they had to the Chargers on the opening day of 2016. But I wasn't here. Um, that's right. You, that was your first year gone. Uh, but Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you guys with me? That uh, was, there, was there a moment, though, in the second quarter when you thought, oh, okay, or did you need the collection of plays to be convinced? I thought the fake punt, especially on on the heels of that fourth and inches, and look like I'm I'm a go for it guy, but I thought kicking it there was totally you know going kicking the field. Uh, reason, it was reasonable. I, I get the idea of trying to step on a throat mm-hmm. fourth and inches. You've got that kind of team. You, you feel like, it. but I understood in that situation. But that fake punt, what's he doing? 
that was crazy. That was bonkers. Like that to me was like, oh, like the other team's gonna make some mistakes <laughs> too, and now you know this can go. And you know and they can call it aggressive, but it really it reeked of desperation. Stupid. A team, it's, <laughs> it's stupidity. Yeah. But it but it did. It felt like desperate and yeah. and. At a, at a time they didn't need to be desperate. It, exactly. Desperate. I mean, they, they, they're in the driver's seat there. It's Just don't make seven. mistakes. Right. Right? It's twenty-four yeah. to seven. Manage the game from there. Yeah. You, yeah. you can you can make a case. I won't agree with it, but you can make a case for going for that fourth down, the the the, the fake punt. But if you're going to do that, then why not go for your fourth and inches? Yeah. Like that, that's the part yeah. that just there's there's no chain in this logic. Like, I, well, I guess I theoretically it was the surprise factor. Yeah, yeah. 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 You go for it. Got it right where they want it. You go for it on the previous drive, it sets you up to get four points. Yeah. Rather than getting three, you're getting seven. You go for it there, and this is what we talked about. There's, you got to get what, fifty more yards to get yeah. in field goal range. I mean, it just there's. There's no reward for getting it there. The other thing, and you've got a good offense. You don't have to be desperate there. Was such a good offense that if one team showed a blueprint how to play the Chiefs this year, it was these guys in the regular mm -hmm. season holding the ball for yeah, true. 40 minutes and rushing for 192 yards. They had the people <laughs> to do it. Yeah, they just Carlos Hyde. Yes. It, the other thing. <laughs> uh -oh, is great. Remember this. We're, 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 we're so. going to oh, get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to Frank so Another one of these funny numbers from tonight, though. I don't, you guys may have brought this up earlier, but the Texans had 20. 20, was it 21 or 24 in the first? 21 in the first quarter, right? Yeah. yeah. They scored 47 all season in the first quarter in, in, through 16 regular season games and a, and a postseason game. <laughs> and they, they might have thought they could score some more points. Like, again, the desperation point on, you know, well, we got to got to do something crazy here to, to have a chance while we're up 24-7. I just... Yeah. You know, um, Mitch Schwartz said something. He always says something interesting um, after games, but he talked about Next week, you know, we're gonna we're, we're playing a team with he used the word insane run game, and we can't get down like this because if we do, they're just gonna pound the rock, yeah. and, and then we can't come back. And I'm like, that's what they should have been doing. Yes. And, you know, the Texans can mm -hmm. do that too. It's interesting because you remember I actually turned to you before halftime. I said, if the Titans are up 24 nothing, I don't think this comeback happens. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry is gonna get the rock. Right. No, that's right. Yeah, heck, and I remember thinking 14 nothing might do it for the Titans. Yeah. You know, if they get a two touchdown lead. They're going to be. It's going to be difficult. It, it, it will be difficult. So we're talking about the AFC title game against the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> the nine and seven Tennessee Titans. We'll spend a lot more time this week on um, at our Big O Tires uh, appearance, talking about the AFC title game. I want. I want to talk about this game some more because it's just so bizarre. It just. It just really is. I had um, so I pick a player of the game, and it was. I thought Sorensen deserved certainly some. Run Travis Kelsey, I thought. Frank Clark ends up with yes. three sacks yeah. and some interesting comments. I thought after the, <laughs> after the game. Can you? I know you didn't bring any of them here. Did you remember any offhand? Oh heck yeah, I remember. Oh, I didn't get my phone, but <laughs> well, I, I do know. After the first game, Carlos Hyde, if y'all remember, he, he, he scored on a touchdown. Beth, do, you, yelled, do you have a bleep button? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what he said. But, but, but Carlos, the, Hyde, Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde looks into the camera after he scores a touchdown and says, they can't effing stop us. Well, apparently Frank Clark and the defense kept receipts on that. <laughs> after the game today, uh, Clark was, was reveling in the fact that the Houston Texans are now going home. You know, he even took to Twitter, send me a postcard or something like that to, to one Arrowhead Drive. But he said um, something to the effect of, they were talking smack about us and you know, kind of like the Game of Thrones, the North remembers type deal. Mm -hmm. So I, I followed up and I was like, who was talking smack? And he, he turns to me and he says, 
y'all the media, you know, Carlos Hyde. Basically, in a nutshell, he says, Carlos Hyde, our job wasn't to stop Carlos Hyde. Our job was to stop the Houston Texans. But at the same time, we, they did that, but they also stopped him. Carlos Hyde didn't yeah, do... Yeah, they did both. Uh, Carlos Hyde Please? this game yep. ended... Well, Okay. Oh, starts okay. with an S, ends with a T. But Carlos Hyde, this game, rushed for 44 yards, 13 carries. That's an average of 3.4 yards per carry. First game around, he, he anchored the, the Texans' rushing attack that had 192 yards and three touchdowns. He had 116 yards. So, yeah, he's right. He, he didn't do anything this game. The, the best part of that, to me, was... I. He wasn't even asked, you know, like went out of his way <laughs> to say like they were talking this trash and we embarrassed them, you know, all this stuff. And then he calls out Carlos Hyde like specifically by name and then he ends it with, but we keep all that stuff in-house like always. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Not in-house anymore. <laughs> well, you should have asked him, what other things do you just keep in-house? <laughs> he posted it on Twitter, you said. <laughs> yeah. Send us a postcard. That's just amazing. Uh, uh. Uh, um, let's, let's, so, uh, so we love Frank Clark here. Yes, <laughs> right. He didn't do any of the, uh, the, the the tier side effects, did he? Like he did with not that I saw, but that was an on-field thing. Would for not him. surprise yeah. me. Todd Bryan noticed that uh, the Chiefs said that they ran out of fireworks because they'd scored so many touchdowns, and yet somehow fireworks appeared at the end of the game. <laughs> there may have been a little point of effect there on that scoreboard, huh? Is that, I is think that, so too. Is that the implication? Um, many, many uh, of our uh, in our audience want to know about Chris Jones. And take us. Let's take us. Take us through the the Chris Jones day, the Chris Jones story. It started Wednesday, really, uh, with him showing up on the. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, he showed Thursday up, showed up in the injury report. Showed up in the injury report Thursday with a calf injury. Andy Reid talked to us on Friday and basically said he he tweaked it. Now Jones came out during pregame warmups. Actually, before pregame warmups, he was out there with some of the Chiefs medical staff, the athletic trainers, and position coach and he went through a quick warm-up and then they deemed that he he just couldn't go. Andy Reid said after the game he didn't offer any details he'll get that to us probably well not Monday because guys will are, just be coming in. Yeah the guys will just be getting in <laughs> but from what we know it is a calf injury and I think they wanted to err on the side of caution here don't because he was out there he had a sleeve and a brace on his right his lower right leg. About two hours before kickoff, he's on the field with uh, Rick Burkholter and the training staff mm -hmm. and moving laterally and doing light jogging and trying to see if he could go. And I guess it was determined. And we didn't know until, like, the inactives were announced. that Shortly he, before he was, the inactives. Correct. Right. So another half hour to 45 minutes, we didn't know he was not going to go. Listen, I, th I thought that was a cause for concern. Uh, you're, you're losing your Pro Bowl defensive tackle against a team that, you know, ran, you know, rough shot over you the first time and he didn't play in that game. I just thought, listen, I know this Chiefs defense is a different animal than it was in week six. Guys like Mike Pinnell and um, Xavier Williams was available today and guys that didn't play in week six, but still losing Chris Jones. And, and then, they, then the Texans get off to that start. I, yeah. I, I had a, maybe this is a total misread of the situation, but I wonder if Chris Jones' unavailability had an effect on sort of the way the Chiefs started out today. And, you know, guy didn't worry her up. You know, they, maybe uh, they thought, well, he should be out there with us, and he wasn't there. Um, might have been a misread. I hope to talk to Chris Jones this week about it, and and who knows if he's going to play. And um, well, He probably won't be able to talk to Chris because he's not a Chiefs operator. Yeah, he'll have, yeah, to, yeah. he'll have to put a full practice in all the way up until Friday before we can actually talk to him. The, the fact that he came out to at least give it a go, I think, shows yeah. that it's not a serious long-term injury. But, and, and the three of us talked about this pregame, it was – 
so quick that he tested it and it was gone off the field that it was pretty clear that he was not going to go, I thought. And, and again, we talked about it. I mean, the, the calf muscle for a defensive lineman is, is your first burst off the football. And if you, if you can't get that going for you, then I don't know if it's a situation where he's maybe just not gutting it out. I feel like it's a situation where he's not going to be as effective as a fully healthy. Colin Saunders and Mike Pinnell both made plays today. You know, one of the things that uh, you guys may have talked about it also before I got here, you probably talked about a lot of things, but but I'll tell you what, it did. It also reminded us, though, today of, of how depleted or how different Frank Clark was back then in the first Texans yes. game. Yeah. Because he was, he was a pretty big factor today. And that there's a, I think we tweeted it, but the, uh, the one sack, he ran 42 yards <laughs> on the play. Uh, it, it, from ten, it took 10.8 seconds from the, the first one to the third uh, shot at, at Watson. And uh, I don't think he could have done that with the, uh, uh, the pinch, pinch nerve in his neck. Right. So, you know, he, he probably um, stepped in a little bit for Chris in that way himself by being such a presence. Todd Bryan wants to know if Anna's going to call during the show. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, oh, you don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, if Anna's checking in. She will not. Uh, she doesn't. I don't even know if she knows that she's played today. Hey, um, uh, one other quick Chris Jones point. Uh, uh, Tyron Matthew said that he was trash-talking the Texans the whole game. The, the Chris was, so he was active in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Johnson uh, noticed that uh, Deion Yelder, not a bad tight end. Good hands. He had the catch right out of the. Here's here's the thing. I, I remember telling you. It's funny we have these discussions during the game, right? Uh, I don't. The Chiefs haven't been good at first possessions of second halves. I, I think chance to you know put a team away. They don't do it. They come out and the first play is a little RPO to Dion Yelder, who makes his third reception of the year. I just thought, okay, they're going to show us something here, and they took it down and scored. I thought that was important to. For the Chiefs but, to continue, you know, yeah. what they had finished the first half with, open the second half with a score. Kelsey out that drive. Yes, uh, and Kelsey the, out with the, the hamstring. The hamstring. Still, just right down yep, the field with yep. the touchdown. So not only did Yelder make that play, but Blake Bell. Yeah. Cut, touchdown. Cut, yeah. Touchdown. Uh, first. Um, Indeed, his first career TD. For, I think. NFL first, TD. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, all right, we got. Um, uh, we're going to start to, to wrap this up. You guys have been great. Got some good questions here. Um, like I said, we'll talk more about it on Thursday. But what are, what's the first thing you think of when you when you consider the Titans? I think it's a scary matchup. I don't I, I don't think um, the celebration that hey the Titans are coming in instead of playing the Ravens is warranted because I think the Titans are a, a worrisome matchup for the Chiefs because of everything that we all know because of Derrick Henry a guy who Chiefs fans should know extremely well by now. Um, and I get it that the game's going to be here instead of at Baltimore, although the Chiefs went 7-1 on, on, on the road this year and went 5-3 and three in this building. So um, they're a sixth seed in number only, I think, because once Ryan Tannehill took over, that team's been completely different. 9-3, and three, beat the Patriots, beat the Ravens on the road. I, I think they're a good team. I think they're a heck of a team. I think they're a heck of a team. Uh, I think they, they could be kryptonite for the Chiefs. But anything to remember is for all the other stuff going on with them, if there weren't there's again two special teams meltdowns at the end of that game, I, I think the Chiefs win that game. So, you know, we'll see. But they're going to come in here feeling like they can beat anybody. They've beaten this team, and 
and ended the New England mystique in a certain way and then beating a number one seed. I mean, they, they've got no reason to feel like they couldn't beat the Chiefs. The, the line's seven points. I got the line already. It's seven, yeah. seven, seven and a half based, based on the book. The Chiefs will be favored. Dean Mann reminds us that the uh, protection from Mahomes was great today. I yeah. thought it was. I thought the offensive line had a terrific game. Terrific game. And, um, and there was a little bit of a surprise there with the, with the inactives. Uh, Andrew Wiley was inactive today. Um, that caught me by surprise a little bit. Wisniewski um, can play. Yeah. 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 Okay, Herb, what do you think about the Titans? Here's what I think about the Titans. They're getting hot at the right time. History in the National Football League shows that if you're getting hot in December and you carry that into the playoffs, it suits you well. The Chiefs are also hot. But at the same time, Andy Reid, 1-8 and against the Titans. That's a stat we're going to hear about a lot here. And the Titans are road warriors. These guys don't care if they're not favored. They were four-and-a-half-point dogs going into New England. They were ten-point dogs going into Baltimore, and they won those games with a physical style of offense. And Derrick Henry, what can you say about that guy? He's a linebacker at running back is what he is. We wanted to, supposedly, uh, most coaches wanted to move him to linebacker, Nick Saban said. Yeah, I saw that on the pregame. Yeah, on the pregame pre yesterday, show. so I thought that was interesting. You can see why. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's, it's not an irrational move like, you know, Texas trying to move Mahomes to safety. Yeah. Uh, which is a real thing that happened. Mm -hmm. So what I remember about the game is the Chiefs went up 29-20 to 20 early in the fourth quarter on the McCole Hard on the acrobatic touchdown pass to McCole Hardman. And... Usually, Chiefs nine or ten two score lead in the fourth quarter. You kind of feel good about where they're going to, you know, how that game's going to end. Um, not so much. They both won that game and absolutely blew the game. You know, like they were the better team. I felt like just you know watching it is the special teams screw ups that that you mentioned. The the defense went completely limp on on that last drive. They had a third and what was it eight or twelve something yeah. like that. Uh, that Tannehill broke yes. and, and, you know, just make a tackle. I think it was Rashad Fenton yeah. and Tyron Matthew. I think they both had a chance um, and just kind of olayed, and, and Tannehill converted that. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, they are a good team. And I'm interested in, in what Spags does defensively. I mean, Spags is like, other than the quarterback, who's always different, like he, he may have had the biggest impact on this team this season of, of any human, of, it, of any employee. Yeah. And he's got a really interesting decision I think like do you go all out to stop you know this Jim Brown impersonation I, th I think I saw he's the, he's the first player in league history with three straight games 180, 180. Yeah. Um, so so do you do that or do you let him get his 190 or whatever it is and stop because when they scored those first two touchdowns um, last night that was Tannehill going over the top on you know play action that's where he's really dangerous it's, it's a really it's an interesting decision that, that, the, that they're gonna have on defense Keith Scally, I think I pronounced, hope I'm pronouncing that right, says stack the box, make Tannehill beat you. Yeah, I mean. Well, the crazy thing is that kind of worked against the Ravens last night. There were a couple times uh, when the game was playing, I was like, I started counting. How many people were in the box? Yeah. There were a couple instances, there were nine defenders in the box. That's, that's why the, I mean, that's why the play action is so effective. Ryan Tannehill had the best rating in the NFL on play action. That's because everybody bites whenever you've got Derrick Henry there. And he was, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. You, you don't want Derek. You, you've got those like you know flashbacks and all that stuff. But um, you know th that's when they're killing you on the big plays. You know, like last night, um, Henry had the one like 62, right? Or yeah, the second like that. half, right? But it, it's, it's mostly shorter runs. And I just I, I just wonder if the strategy might be just get it, let him have his. Well, we won't give up the 60. 
but you know, give up some yards, but just stop the big plays over the top. I just, I, I wonder. The one thing that, that sticks out about Derrick Henry, and I actually talked to Reggie Ragland tonight in the locker room, and he, of course, played with Derrick Henry in college. Yeah. He's deceptively fast. People think yeah. because of his size that he's this big, bruising running back, and he is that. But he's also got breakaway speed, and that, that's what makes him such a dangerous guy. So you've got to be careful on putting all those guys in the box because he can beat you outside, too. Yeah. There was a next-gen stat I saw where he had some long touchdown, um, and they had him at 20-some miles an hour, like just mm. sprint speed. And, and I think he was, like, nursing an injury at the time. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Tyreek runs. Just absolutely just. Would Derrick Henry compete with Tyreek in a race? They said he was a 4-5 at the combine. He had a broken ankle, too. Yeah. That play. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Remarkable. I don't know. It just, you know, you, do you get a sense that, Everything's coming up Chiefs these days. I do. I, the, like, do the Dolphins beat the Patriots. <laughs> right. How, what, how was that happening? Yeah, yeah, This should have been a wild happening? card game. Right? You know, the Titans go to Baltimore and win, so the Chiefs are home next week. Yeah. Just, it just... And this happens. And then, and then this happens yeah. to, to, to instill confidence in, in this Chiefs team. It just, I don't know. I don't know. Coming don't up know. Chiefs. Look, we, we were talking about this before the season. This is the, one of the first seasons that... I can think of that you went into already thinking Super Bowl or bust, and the season has only reinforced that feeling. Yeah. And I, I think this is what you were writing about too for for tomorrow. Yeah. Like, okay, you got to do it, man. Yeah. Like before the year, I kind of felt like if they, if they lost in the AFC Championship, can't be considered success. But it's hard to say that's a failure. Now I think that's a failure. You know. At this well, point, especially with, it's with the opponent, with the with the venue. Yeah. Um, with the venue. You're gonna lose at home in the AFC Championship two years in a row as a betting favorite. Yep. That's not what you want. I had a buddy bring this up last night, and I think it made a lot of sense. This is a little reminiscent of KU when the bracket opened up for them, and they had VCU and the Elite Eight <laughs> to get to the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I think the Titans have a little bit. Of, or what about Oregon at Spring Center? Shock of smart in them, is that I think they've got a little bit of. Got to be careful for this team. Wasn't that an Elite eight, eight game at the Sprint Center against Oregon? Oregon, yeah. The Oregon game the, was. The at least Oregon they had, was like a they, three yeah. or four seed, yeah. though. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you the way I look at it is um, half of our viewers love that analogy, and half of them probably absolutely despise it. <laughs> the um, uh, I think. But the way I'm feeling now is the Packers ended up winning, correct? Did the Packers end up beating the... Uh, I didn't see. Um, let, me, let me get the final here. Oh, only up five. Oh, okay. So uh, they have the ball. Let's, let's just say the Packers are going to end up beating the Seahawks. Uh, Packers will end up winning the NFC because this postseason is going to end up being a Chiefs redemption tour. <laughs> we'll beat the Texans. They're going to beat the Titans. They'll beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. They'll beat the three, three of the teams that beat them uh, this season. I don't and know, and I don't the big know. redemption of Super Bowl One. Super Bowl One. That's yeah. the that's the big one. That's the one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the Packers can beat the 49ers. That's, we'll that's a big one. We'll see. We'll have to see. Okay, um, let's uh, let, let's get out of here, guys. It's late. Uh, Beth wants to go home, and uh, <laughs> and, and and so do these guys. But we are going to be back on Thursday. At Big O Tires, uh, somewhere in the metro area. We don't know where yet. Um, We've got a pretty good idea where this is. <laughs> <laughs> what part of town this is going to be. Over park. <laughs> yeah, it might be south. It might, might be south. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, uh, give us, uh, people tell me, give us a like or, um, you know, hit that, uh, hit that little green, 
or the little uh, blue thumbs up button at the bottom and let us know that you you like this, uh, share it, and we'd appreciate that. So for Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie T.O.B., Sam Malliger, and Beth Welsh, good night, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. That will do it for today's Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to Beth Welsh for producing the Facebook Live and to Derek Donovan and Randy Mason for producing the podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode, and we'll be talking Chiefs-Titans in the AFC Championship game all week. I hope you'll join us.